This episode of the Franchise Marketing Show was filmed at the National Franchise Exhibition, so there might be some background noise, but I assure you the video you're about to watch or the podcast you're about to listen to is absolutely fantastic, so enjoy. Good afternoon, Paul Clegg, MD of Coconut Creatives. <laughs> um, if you were going to be a franchisee of any brand... Which would it be and why, without offending any of your clients? That's a very, very <laughs> difficult question. I wish I'd thought about these answers before I sat here. Um, I think one that I'd like to be... A few answers, I think, from that side. One thing that I think I'd enjoy is something like Little Kickers in terms of reliving my football career and passing on that knowledge to people. I'd, I'd get a buzz out of doing that. Is that because your nephew makes you do Big coaching with him? <laughs> and I be could be a qualified coach then. Um, I've lost the touch a little bit, but I would, I would enjoy that. I do enjoy those ones where you have a feeling of that you are putting back in, inspiring and, and those kind of things. So... Um, Yeah, it's, it's a very tough one. Um, I, obviously, I I enjoy the one I'm involved with at the moment. Um, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and and I like uh, the thing. The thing about it is, we've got some great customers as well. I always look at them, and I would have, if I had the time, money, I would have one of our franchises. Um, clients I would ha quite happily have one of all of them um, because I think they're brilliant um, I, I think they're all very different and have things in different sectors different opportunities yeah so it's very difficult and I like doing deals so it's it's hard just to pick one um, but I'll <laughs> pick that one for personal reasons from anything else from that side so yeah are there good. any sectors that you definitely would not go into um, I, w I wouldn't go back I wouldn't go into food and beverage I'd stay away from food and beverages you've done that already been I've there, been done, there that. done that <laughs> and I wouldn't do that anymore so yeah yeah, yeah. I think for me, so um, obviously I know quite a few brands and I am going to choose one of our clients. So I'm sorry to all our other clients. I love you. Um, but I love InExpress. Absolutely love InExpress. Why, why do you like InExpress? Um, I love the fact that it's, I mean, they're investing in women. So you have the annual women's conference. It's very, very focused on giving back. So every month, like franchisees or individual people or the whole network are involved in things that they're doing to give back. Um, so whether that's like a charity event, whether that's sponsoring a community event, whether that's like organizing something, I love that kind of ethos yeah. and that kind of fits with me as a person. Um, I would also, uh, I like the, um, the ability to make lots of money <laughs> without me having to do too much. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of hard work behind the scenes. I know there is, any, I know any, there is. Any franchise of the model, you, if you've got to build your business before you earn that lifestyle change. Yeah, thing, but, but I would hire salespeople. Yeah, okay. I would, I'd do a Neil <laughs> yeah. and I would hire salespeople. Yeah, and you, you, you build your business to a level that you can do that. It allows you to do that. Side yeah. But I like what I do now because we get to help, inspire, learn. Every day's a school day and all the clients yeah. that we, we do and, and help. I get the opportunity to do the 
QFP training with the BFA, which I really enjoy. And the number of people I, I get come up to me and say, I really appreciate it. It happened last night. Yeah. Um, somebody came up to me and said, I really enjoyed your course. You, you made me think and we changed things as we did as a business. And, that, and that's yeah. what I love doing. So that's why I enjoy what we do as Coconut. Um, and the other things alongside it, it's just, yeah, it works, it works great. Yeah. I do enjoy it. I didn't know much about the industry before I started. So it's been really good to kind of learn a lot about. And, and I think a lot of people need that to understand what the industry can actually offer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very misunderstood. Yeah, not known is. enough in terms of what it is. There's some bad press, but there's some amazing people and stories. And, and that's what I like. I like it when we do the case studies, the interviews and we learn about the amazing stories and journeys that people have been on. Yeah. So that's when it comes alive and that's what it's all about really. For yeah, definitely. Years. I mean, on the subject of people, like yep. that, <laughs> that is the next question. But I was talking to someone yesterday, I did a podcast with someone and her story was really inspiring. Like she's only been in her franchise for like four years yep. and already she's bought three territories mm. and she's doing really, really well. And she's, you know, wanting to branch out more. So that just shows yeah. that with the right support, and the right opportunity and she's passionate about what she does yes, and I think yeah. that's the thing that you know when you're passionate about what you do mm. you kind of want to invest your time and your energy and your resources into yeah. it and that's what I got from I her yeah. but in terms of people who inspire you across the industry yeah. who would you say that you most admire or you look up to or mm. you're inspired by I really should have rehearsed these questions <laughs> um, you think I get more I get a very inspired by the franchisees and their journeys I, I, yeah. I think in terms of when I hear what a franchise has enabled somebody to do and how they've changed their lives and, and developed and built their futures that's what I get ins inspiration from in terms of people who I respect and enjoy working with apart from me I've got to say John <laughs> from Fast Signs because he is just a person who is honest yeah. His, his standards are so high and the way he looks after his team, his network and desires the best for everybody in that. And the thing as well is you can have a really good challenging debate yeah. about any subject and it's just, just a person I think that you would, and I always gauge in terms of people I trust when I give them my house keys and he's one of those guys that I okay. would do that and I think as a, as a leader of a, of a brand I really do appreciate our time and conversations with him from that side so and, and it, as, as what we do it helps you stay on track it gives yeah. you grounding and, and the, 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 the the model to um, I suppose make sure we're doing our job properly as well so yeah I'd go with, with John Davis really from, yeah. from Fast Science as a person that yeah I think for me so like obviously in my role I get to talk to a lot of franchisees yeah I love stories. I love hearing people's stories. I love telling people's stories. Yeah. I love pulling out the story. Like people think something's not very interesting. I'm like, no, that's really cool. Like, give me more. Yeah. I like making people cry. <laughs> um, but in terms of people that I admire, I mean, there's quite a few. And people like Vicky Mitman. I think yes, Vicky yeah, is Vicky, amazing. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. been involved in franchising since before she was born mm. <laughs> like obviously her parents are involved mm. um, and she, she she's so passionate about the industry yeah. um, and what she does and the support that she able she's able to give to people yeah. 
And then Louise Harris as well. Yes. yes I absolutely yeah. love Louise. I think she, you know, she is someone that is well respected across the industry by both men and women, franchisors, franchisees, by the BFA, by EWIF. So I think she is just someone like, I interviewed her and to hear her backstory and to hear what she does outside, like you look at her and people be like, no way, she's not like that. And I'm like, she is, she's so cool. So I think, you know, people like that, I really admire and respect because they don't just see it as a job, it's their passion, it's part of who they are. Yeah, they literally live for it. So yeah, definitely. I've got to give a shout out for, to my old boss as well, Tony Pruitt from Mac Tools when I was there. Um, we, we, we did some amazing things when we were at Mac Tools and I just love that journey. Uh, he's another guy who inspires you to do more, to, inspires you to do better. And I enjoyed that time mm-hmm. with Mac Tools in terms of what we did and, and working with Tony. So I, I, I like catching up with him. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that, you know, that, that, that just, just inspires you to do more and do better. So. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing people. Yeah, there, there are. Really the are. sector's got full of amazing people. Yeah, so there are. I mean, we could go on yeah, we for could about indeed. four yeah, hours of different would. people. Yeah, we would. <laughs> we run out of time. So you've obviously been in the franchise industry for a very long time. Thanks for that. You're welcome. If you could change anything about the sector, mm-hmm. what would you change? I know what I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's... The thing that, that I guess frustrates me about it is that the education piece, the knowledge of franchising isn't where it should be. Uh, it's not taught enough in business schools. It's not understood. It's not appreciated, I don't think, as a, as a way of people getting into business. So yeah. people more stumble on it a little bit too much rather than actually choosing it. Yeah. And, and I would wish we could find a, a way of, of, of promoting it more at grassroots level which then feed through and grow as, 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 as education grows as well um, and I think that's the, the key thing because the more people know it it'll attract more people to it more different skills and, and the credibility of it would grow significantly and I think that would be good for everybody in franchising if that was yeah. something that, that, that we could do like how to do that so obviously we're helping promote that we're doing it for a different format yeah. from coconut yeah. personally we can keep doing that and fighting that battle but it's it's a long job and it takes more than just us to be able to do that yeah definitely that side. so that, that's something that would be my focus and wish it, it improved i've seen improvements over the last few years all yeah. that long time that i've been in the business but <laughs> it could have gone quicker i think and i know okay. we've hit a few barriers with covid and, and stuff but i wish it had gone a little bit quicker okay Mine. What's yours, Stephanie? <laughs> We've had quite a few debates on this. Um, mine would definitely be the female representation mm-hmm. within the industry. It's not just about, I mean, obviously we're part of EWIF and, it, you know, EWIF is about encouraging women into franchising. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's more than that. It's yeah. down to, like, the imagery that's shown across franchises. It's about the messaging that's being given out about the role of women and the kind of women that are being talked to. Um, There's not enough women at the top level. And so from what I can see as someone that's come in and looking at the industry, it's not just about, oh, we've got female franchisees. There's quite a few franchisors where you look at the imagery and it's very male heavy. 
um, even like you know events and things across the year a lot of the imagery can be very male heavy the speaker lineup is very male heavy and you know I find that frustrating I also find frustrating when the conversation just revolves around family and that expectation that a woman has to be able to balance her business around her family, whereas not every woman, like there was a, a report that was done earlier this year and more than 50% of women don't have children and not in a relationship and that kind of thing. Whereas a lot of the messaging to me feels very much like you can run your business around your family. So I think that's, that's one of the things that I would change as well as education, as well as inspiring women with the stories about women in the industry. I think, you know, for me, it's about the imagery. It's about a lot yeah, of other things. And, and, and we, we have talked about that a lot in terms of what needs to happen with the imagery, role models in the right yeah, places, definitely. those kind of things, the right sort of opportunities. It's felt in business as well in terms yeah. of women's in, in corporates and positions. Um, franchising is trying. Um, but it's still on a journey, I think, to, yeah. to get the, the balances right um, for, for, for a number of, of groups that, that are misrepresented as well, I think, from that side. So, um, yeah, we, we just need to carry on that journey and do what we can, um, get the messaging right and, su and support that, that goal. So, yeah. yeah, that's something I think. But I think it's, it's not just about, like, oh, so obviously I look at, like, the FTSE um, and the CEO kind of element and in business I think it's something like 45 46% of the top 250 brands in the UK um, have a woman on the board mm -hmm. but they might have like 12 guys and one woman yeah. and it's like yeah. it, it's, it, it, it's, it it's then becomes like a, a, a data thing yeah, yeah it's, it's accepted it needs work and I think yeah if people are keeping that focus then we've just got to keep people to that and it's same with franchising we just keep moving forward what we can do to improve that situation yeah we, we've got the opportunities in terms of how we support franchisors to get the right sort of imagery because a lot of the franchisors were saying that they do want more females yeah as franchisors they want more people uh, with in partnerships as well with, with different things and franchisors are, are looking for ways of doing it and we just got to help inspire them to do that yeah I love that kind of thing. <laughs> I like to be a little bit controversial as well. No <laughs> um, what do you enjoy most about being part of the franchise community? It's I enjoy learning about franchise operations, the people behind it, the the reasons why they do what they do, the passions behind it. And I love how it changes people's lives positively and the opportunity it creates for people. And variety of things from like second careers where you don't have to start again when the first career mm. has been successful but is, is headed down the, the wrong lane or has become stagnant you can start be refreshed and go again in meet personal circumstances whatever yeah. they are and franchising can provide a, a real route through that and we have the opportunity to support people in, in enabling their models to provide more of those opportunities so when we do the case studies that for me is amazing because we hear how it has actually happened for that person yeah and, and I'm passionate about the people when I do my QP training it's all about the people and a lot of yeah. time we, we call it a process 
which depersonalise it, and I always have to try and bring it back to it's the individual at the time. Franchise forget sometimes, and we have to bring them back to the individual through that yeah, journey. Absolutely. How do we keep motivated? How do we make sure they're doing the goals? Yeah. And that's the bit I love is in terms of how do we influence for better the people who are managing businesses? How do we help franchisors be the best that they can be at what they do and change their futures? And that's where I get my buzz and kick. And yeah. That's where I the passion comes across a little bit. I'll get more high pitched. I'll talk quicker because <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um, for me, obviously, I've already said that I love telling the stories. Mm. I love the fact that the franchise community celebrates each other. Mm-hmm. So you have the awards, like there's a number of different awards th- throughout the year, EWIF, the BFA, the Elite Franchise 100, others that I've forgotten about because I'm not writing them at the moment. But I love being able to pull out helping the franchisor, the franchisee to reflect on what they've done, which a lot of people forget to do, um, and telling that story in the award entry, which then is celebrated in the industry, in the network, in like obviously a lot of brands have their own awards events as well. But I just think we live in such a, a strange world at the moment. So to see people celebrating each other and celebrating what they do, celebrating their successes, to focus on that positivity, yes, yes. I think is really brilliant. And you know, we don't get that in, in a lot of industries. So the fact that the franchise industry has a lot of these opportunities for celebration, I think is just really it's, crucial. It's network as well for supporting each yeah. other. Um, cross not not just within networks, which is one of the strengths of franchising. You've yeah. got not just the head office for support and, and to turn to the network is part of that strength. You've also got it across brands as well, which which doesn't happen in in uh, many industries. Um, so the franchising sector is brilliant for that, and that's another thing I like about it um, in terms of how it is very supportive. So uh, yeah, long may that continue. Paul, reflecting back on your 100 years in franchising. What would you tell your past self is the most surprising thing that you found out about franchising? The most surprising thing? I think it changes over time because you get surprised. The more layers you peel off, the more things you get surprised by. Um, the the number of opportunities surprised me. You sort of go around every corner, like we're at the franchise show now, and you go around every corner. There's a new different opportunity that, that springs up, um, and some of them are really big opportunities, and yet you, you get surprised by the number and the types. And then I think sometimes when you first come into franchising, is actually you get surprised and actually thinking, I could do that. Mm. When you look at the yeah. models and, and the challenge I face is that when we talk to clients, I sit down thinking, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'd buy a franchise of every single one of our clients, everybody we talk to, of a fine good model. And it surprises me that, you know, how well you could do if you just want to put your mind to it. Yeah. And prepared to put the effort in. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I like about it. But it does surprise me again that this is the breadth of opportunities and your ability to restart afresh or push on to your next career whatever you want to do and I just get surprised by that the opportunities 
I, yeah. lo- I love it. I think like that's the thing that oh, shocked so me. It's not 100 years, by the way. Right. <laughs> it's not 100 years, just 99. The thing that surprised me um, on that kind of vein is the fact that, like, I think the BFA survey a mm-hmm. couple of years ago indicated that there were, like, over 930 brands in the franchise sector. And that surprised me because before I started working with Coconut, I was like, oh, yeah, Starbucks, McDonald's, you know, that kind of traditional understanding of franchising. So to have come into the sector and to understand that it's beyond food and beverage, Mm. that literally anything and everything, there is a franchise available. Yeah, amazing franchise. And there's over, like, 900 brands. And that's just the ones that are registered with the BFA. Um, So, yeah, I just think it's... It's a lot more vast than most people realise. It is. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for your questions. You're welcome. See you all again very soon.